All right, welcome in back to Mining Stock Daily on a busy Wednesday. Lots of corporate updates. So we're going to continue with New Core Gold. They do trade on the venture with NCAU and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. Happy to welcome in CEO Luke Alexander. Luke, I feel like it's been a little while. Welcome back to the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Trevor. Yeah, uh, you put out some news out of the Enchi projects. You're actually adding uh, more exploration uh, licenses to that project. This called the Omonpe license. Uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing that. <laughs> ah, you did a good job, Omonpe. Yeah, well done. Okay. All right. Well, so give us stuff. What do you see in here? What's the work that's been done and why do you want to get your hands on this? Yeah, so obviously our uh, our Enchi project, it's a district scale exploration project that we've been significantly de-risking. Uh, we're in the process of updating our PEA. We'll have that out in the first half of this year. So, you know, a fundamental underpinning of value for the project. But we saw an opportunity with a license to the east, uh, just to the east, a couple kilometers away from our uh, Enchi project to ultimately stake that license and add an additional, uh, you know, 32 kilometers, which is about 15% of our total land package. So it takes our project from 216 square kilometers to 248 square kilometers. So we see this as a very low cost way of adding very prospective ground to the company and to our overall um, you know, land package in, um, in Ghana. There has been some historical work done on the, um, uh, on the Omanpe license, and we see that as uh, you know, additive to obviously all of the targets that we've identified on our existing land package. Uh, so this package is kind of to the south southeast of the of the original Enchi project, uh, but there's this really interesting gap <laughs> in between Enchi and where and where Omanpi is. Uh, you know what's going on there in that gap area? I mean that's a small kind of sliver um, of land in between the two. Um, it's not something that you know we view as kind of significant or meaningful. Really, the area that we're interested in is that uh, that Omanpe uh, land package, which we've obviously now added to our Enchi project. If you look at some of the shearing that goes through um, our, our Enchi project, uh, some of those shears extend into the Omanpe license. And when you look at the mineralization that sits along the Sefwi Bibiani belt, uh, you've got the main Bibiani shear uh, uh, that runs north, um, east, up past Tirano, Bibiani, uh, and to the north of that, uh, number of 5 million ounce plus discoveries made along the Sefwi Bibiani belt. And then where the mineralization typically sits is you get the second and third order splays that come off of that main um, shear. And, uh, and ultimately, we've got about three of them going through our Enchi project, and then we've identified a fourth that um, that uh, that that goes to the east and ultimately goes through the Omanpe project. So, given um, you know some of the geo um, geophysical work that's been um, uh, done on that Omanpe license, some of the historical soil sampling, trenching, uh, we were obviously quite keen to add that to our overall land package, which again adds uh, 32 square kilometers or about 15% to the overall size. And, uh, and we see it as quite prospective, as well as, you know, it is very close to where the proposed keep leach operation 
is that um, uh, that sits on our Enchi project. So it'd be very easy to truck material from Omampe to a central, um, you know, heap leach facility. And that's one of the real, you know, advantages as well is we're not talking about a license that's sitting, you know, 10, 15, 20 kilometers away that would ultimately need to be its own mine. This really is a bolt on to existing operations that we're proposing within that PEA that we're updating in the first half of this year. Yeah, uh, more. Of the, we'll talk about the PEA here in a second, uh, Luke. Cost was it? What was the cost to bring Omampe into the project? I mean, it's you know, it's it's de minimis in terms of you know, there's some staking costs. There's obviously paperwork that needs to be done, and then on an annual basis, obviously there's uh, there's holding costs. So in Ghana, you get three year uh, exploration licenses, and depending on the size of the land package. Uh, there's obviously a cost uh, associated with that, uh, so that's something that you know we uh, we, we we feel is is uh, is a good return on investment for our shareholders ultimately. Okay, uh, and I guess Trevor, also it's important oh, to, to to mention that you know um, over the last few years, you know that's kind of something we've always stated is that we would always look at potentially uh, staking ground and adding that because we see it as as low cost potential, very high return on investment for our shareholders going out and kind of acquiring assets from other companies or potentially diluting our shareholders by merging with other exploration projects. We don't see you know good value in that, but obviously by being able to um, be in country on the ground and staking um, you know claims like Omampe, that's where we think we can create a lot of value for shareholders. Okay. Uh, you continue to, to de-risk this project. Obviously, the market's asking you not to take too much risk with the drill bit here, Luke. We've talked about that in uh, previous conversations, but the work does continue for Anchi. In fact, it's really important news here about your environmental baseline study. That has been uh, basically approved. The study concludes that there was no existing issues for water, soil, noise, uh, you know, the real important environmental aspects. So as far as, you know, that administrative uh, permitting type of work as you head into this technical report. What else is kind of on the way regarding these studies as you start to kind of fill out the paperwork for permitting? Yeah, so the environmental and social baseline study, which um, we also kind of highlighted in the press release that we put out this week and that you've just mentioned, that's one of the critical things that's required to apply for a mining lease um, in Ghana. So obviously a very favorable report in terms of what a great location uh, Enchi is to build a mine. Um, so that's uh, that's something that we would put then put into a mining lease and ultimately be able to uh, apply for uh, for a mining lease in country. Uh, that is, as you've highlighted, um, you know something that we will also include in the updated PEA that we're putting out in the first half of this year. So that really, you know, helps further de-risk the project for uh, for investors and all stakeholders to have a real uh, positive environmental and social baseline study. So we'll include that in the updated PEA. Um, since our last PEA, we've also, and, and I've been on with you a number of times talking about all of the MET work that we've done on the project. So we've now completed 20 column tests. Uh, we're averaging 91, 92% recoveries from those column tests. We've also completed two uh, bulk heap leach, um, so 15-ton pilot heap leach 
tests on uh, on material from Boeing and Seum, which are our two largest deposits. Those also had uh, 91, 92% recovery. So that further validates and supports all of the column test work that we've done. We're in the process of doing an additional seven column tests at the moment. So we, we're seeing very favorable um, network uh, with our project. And again, that's a big de-risking of the, uh, of, of the project for us and something that will obviously get incorporated into the updated uh, PEA that we're doing. In terms of other work um, from a uh, from a de-risking perspective, we uh, uh, were completing condemnation drilling across the uh, uh, the area where the heap leach pad would go. Uh, so that's something we're in the process of completing. We're doing a bunch of hydrological and geotech work across the uh, across the project. So again, some of that will start to work its way into the PEA. But a lot of that work really is, you know, kind of PFS, FS type level work. But our view is if we can get all of those, you know, those things completed and they continue to further support the project, uh, for us, a lot of that work is relatively low capital, but it's hugely important as we push this towards a, uh, a production decision. Yeah. Uh, when this PEA comes out sometime this first part of 2024 here, Luke, you know, all eyes are going to be on the cost. I mean, any technical report from any company, that's really been uh, the first thing people set eyes on. Knowing that and kind of knowing how uh, the market's been unfavorable, pushing your market cap down. Uh, I know I'm a shareholder, but, you know, so how are you balancing this? You know, kind of talk about what your expectations are as far as delivering this preliminary economic assessment. It's early in nature. They always are, but you know that you will be judged by the CapEx. Uh, how are you going to balance that and kind of treat that and, and bring it to your shareholders and to the market? So again, one of the big advantages we have with our project and um, you know, I may sound like a broken record on this front, but it's a heap leach project and heap leach projects are much lower capital than, you know, CIL projects. So if you look at our 2021 PEA, you know, the three simple numbers are hundred million dollars of CapEx for a hundred thousand ounces of production for an after tax NPV of 300 million at an 1850 gold price. So for every dollar you're putting into the ground in CapEx, you're getting $3 of MPV back. I mean, that's an extremely attractive metric to be looking at when you're uh, pushing a project towards a construction and production um, decision. I mean, I'd encourage you and the rest of the listeners to go out and look at other projects and just look at those two uh, numbers, you know, NPV to CapEx and what the ratios look like. Uh, so that's one of the real advantages we have. Um, yes, there's been some inflation over the last few years. But what we're seeing is that, you know, a lot of that has flattened and in some cases is actually starting to roll over. Uh, the other thing I'd say, and, and, and we highlighted this in our 2021 PEA, is we left a lot of fat in that PEA. I mean, at the time, we were probably trading at a $50 million market cap when we were looking at a $300 million NPV. We didn't need to push that study any harder. So we left a lot of that fat in there so that down the road, we would be able to ultimately, you know, optimize some of the work that, um, that, uh, that that's being done in the PEA today. A very simple example is something like, you know, crushing. 
you know, we've got a lot of run of mine material that doesn't need crushing because it's, um, you know, saprolite and, uh, and it's very, um, uh, uh, very fine material already. So we're actually looking just as one small example of putting the crushers in year three or four. Uh, to be able to, you know, um, push that initial capex out, you know, those types of things really help from a, from an NPV perspective. So yes, we have seen inflation across the board, but um, you know, uh, uh, we're we're expecting to have very robust numbers for the project. The other thing I'd highlight is that big part of the motivation for us doing the updated PEA is the fact that we've grown the overall size of the the resource. So obviously with economies of scale, having a larger resource, potentially having a larger production profile, that will offset, you know, some of the uh, potential additional CapEx that we may be be looking at. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Luke, uh, so it's going to be obviously a very busy couple of months here as we get to that PEA and obviously... Uh, Mining Stock Daily will have that scoop <laughs> once it's published. Looking forward to it. But other than that, uh, you know, what other news are, you gonna, are we going to be hearing from before that PEA is published? Uh, I think the PEA will, will most likely be the next kind of, you know, well, it'll be the next big news event. We are, as I mentioned, doing a lot of additional MET test work on the project. So uh, we've completed 20 column tests today. We've got another seven going at the moment. Um, so, you know, we'll get those out. Those typically take 90 days to run. So, um, you know, in the next couple months, we'll start to get results back from, uh, uh, from those as well. As I mentioned, lots of hydrological geotech work. We're doing that condemnation drilling, uh, across, uh, across, um, the area where the heat bleach pad would go. So all of that kind of stuff will, will continue to get out to the market as well. But the big, um, you know, the big news event and, and what I see as a, big potential catalyst for the company is obviously that um, that PEA that we're uh, looking to get out in the next couple months here. Okay, very good. All right, Luke, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we'll see you in a couple days. All right, Trevor, good to see you. All right, All right that's your update from Newcore Gold, everybody. Again, trading on the venture with NCAU and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.